Welcome to Dig It. I hope you're having a beautiful Friday. It has to be better than mine. Um, I'm here as usual with my two lovely ladies, Sharp Edge and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. How are you guys doing? I've been better. Me too. I've been busy. And I don't like that you got the boot from Twitter, damn it. Yeah, uh, I'm mad. I'm not happy. So for our listeners out there who follow us on Twitter, Speaker got the boot on Thursday. Uh, well, and I don't know how to get it back. I'm trying. So while he's trying to resolve that, he is under the same handle on Parlor as well yes. as Ed and I. Yes. And also we have all of our links. We prepared for this. We knew this day was going to be coming probably. Uh, Why so, me before you two? I don't get it. I don't know. But we. Uh, You're a little mouthier than us, I think. I'm really mouthy, <laughs> but that's not the point. Yeah, it is the point. I think that's what it is. I think that's the difference <sighs> is that because uh, I don't interact with the, um, the enemy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe that's what it was who knows who knows but um we do have for our listeners we have a website hive mind which the eyes are spelled as one h1vem1nd.com and all of our uh social media platforms that we are on are listed under the social tab so you can find us very easily if we're kicked off of any one of these platforms you can always find all of the our other platforms there so just and you can find out. me on corey's digs c-o-r-e-y-s-d-i-g-s.com and all my platforms are on there as well there you go so we got lots to cover this week lots lots Yep. So we've between firings and what's going on with the elections in the different states, and I've been buried in data for like four or five straight days, which I'm going to start writing up, and I'm going to talk about some interesting finds that I discovered along that way. And uh, so you want to start with uh, the, the interesting firings and stuff going on? So there's been some big shakeups in the Pentagon uh, just recently. And so we've got Anderson, Kernan, Stewart, and Esper are out. Replacements are Doug, Colonel Doug McGregor for the Senior Advisor to Acting Secretary of Defense, Ezra Cohen Watnick for the Acting Undersecretary for Intelligence at the DOD, Kosh Patel as the Chief of Staff for the new Acting Secretary of Defense, and Anthony Tata as the Undersecretary of Defense. So some key positions. Key positions, and I've looked into and know about some of these guys. McGregor, um, he has advocated for stopping the endless wars. People are speculating that there will be some pulling out of, you know, troops in Afghanistan. Ezra Cohen-Watnick, if you remember him, he was actually the aide to General Flynn. And he discovered a lot of the unmaskings early on during the Trump administration or that transition. Uh, And so 
he has a lot of key information, and I find that very interesting that he's going to be the acting undersecretary for the intelligence of the mm -hmm. Department of Defense, because he already knows quite a lot about the unlawful unmaskings, not, of, not only of General Flynn, but of many, many, many Americans. This was without FISA warrants. This was just completely illegal spying on American citizens. Um, so that's a key position. Kosh Patel, he actually was a key player in exposing a lot of Russiagate. So these are some some really good names. Anthony Tata, he, <laughs> just a quick little uh, piece of information about Anthony Tata. He tweeted out in 2018 um, to Brennan. This is just to get an idea of his perspective. He tweeted to Brennan, you might want to, uh, it, it might be a good time to pick your poison. Firing squad, public hanging, life sentence as prison bitch, or just suck on your pistol. <laughs> your call. Hashtag treason. Hashtag sedition. Hashtag crossfire hurricane. Hashtag Obamagate. <laughs> so these are some of the players that have been put in Department of Defense. The timing is very interesting. And it definitely does not look in any way, shape, or form that Trump is backing down or on the defense here. He looks like he's going full offense with these moves. What do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's setting things up, getting things in place. Draining the swamp at the perfect time. Yes, yes, draining the swamp. So um, and it's interesting that uh, we have Pompeo going and visiting some of these countries. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that later on, but um, it does definitely look like um, a lot of this is a posh, th these, these shakeups and then going and visiting world leaders. It's posturing uh, America and positioning us, you know, as far as uh, our national security and as far as how we're going to be dealing with some adversaries as well as some allies, right? Right. Yeah. He's going to, uh, between the third, so he leaves, uh, Friday the 13th, it's Friday the 13th for 10 days. And he's going to seven countries. He's going to France, Turkey, Georgia, Israel, the United Arab Emirates, Qatar, and Saudi Arabia, all of whom have congratulated Biden. So those should be interesting meetings. Definitely. Yeah. Biden, Biden's already talking to them all. Is he? He's all been right. talking to foreign leaders. He's made statements about it, and his Trump, his uh, the Biden campaign has has made statements about it as well. Uh, I'm, I've been so deep in data the past several days, and honestly, it it's like we're in this twilight zone, this surreal sort of dramatic Hollywood movie where we're watching these theatrics and all these people go up on the stage and Biden jogging down for his acceptance speech, which I didn't even bother to listen to. And the media cheering him on. And it's like, wow, it's like we're in their movie, yeah. <laughs> but we're not in their movie. <laughs> it's I all very it. surreal. It is. I have a theory about these foreign leaders who have been congratulating Biden, if you guys want to hear it. And this gets into a lot of the data you've been digging into, Corey, and that we've all been watching, as well as this, these Dominion machines. So if, here's my theory, if we prove in court that 
these Dominion machines were compromised. And these same Dominion machines have been used around the world in other elections. That may put into question the elections prior using the same machinery and the same software. And that would possibly put into question some of these, uh, the legitimacy of some of these world leaders, right? So I'm wondering, and, and I'm looking very closely at the ones who have been congratulating Biden, because I think that they are sweating it right now, some of these world leaders who may or may not have had legitimate elections as well. Well, there's, there's, there's some interesting ones that have not congratulated him yet, and China being number one on that list, mm. which I find extremely interesting that they haven't said anything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wise on their part. Yeah, they're, they don't want to show Russia them. hasn't either, right? <clears throat> Russia hasn't either. Um, who else? Uh, there's there's a few more. I know some secondary leaders like Le Pen in France hasn't. Um, yeah, there's 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 a few. It's interesting. It's it's just mm-hmm. what what what's happening at the moment. Uh, it pisses me off, and I'm not on Twitter to enjoy it. But um, what's interesting at the moment is we're living in like these two different timelines. Mm-hmm. One timeline of the left where they're all happy and celebrating and all that, and then our timeline on the right. We were trying to uncover all this cheating and and fraud, and it's just it's um. It's a, and I feel and, like our timeline is actually faster. Like everything's in reverse from what you're seeing, because in my mind we're already there, and we're just watching. We're watching them go out of their minds, insane, and it's like when are they going to catch up to the reality to our timeline? You know. Very. Mm. Alternate universes. And, and the, mass, the, mass gaslighting, the mass gaslighting going on by the media is just... And, and, and look, I still don't know which way it's going to go. It's an interesting timeline, man. I do it's not pretty know. crazy. I, I think feel we're moving. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I feel really confident about um, some of these lawsuits we've got going on. And it, I think a lot is going to be, expo- even more is going to be exposed during the discovery process. But just reading the Michigan lawsuit and the 235 pages of affidavits, it's mind blowing. And mm-hmm. so I feel really confident still that uh, we are going to win this. It's just, it's a painful process going through this. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. And we were warned about what a mess this was going to be. That was all by design. It's nothing like we've ever seen before. And either way, depending on which way it goes, things will never be the same. It's, it's a it's being uncovered to be a complete broken system. Right. And it will never, uh, in my opinion, that there will never be any uniting between these two factions. Yeah, it's it's a pretty hard split. Um, and and the government needs to like hire me <laughs> to clean up all these voter rolls across the country. Oh, because, the oh my God, the numbers mess. I have the numbers I have crunched these past several days. Wow, wow, wow. So we should we should cruise through the um, states real quick and just see like where we're at with each state, and we'll we'll just leave Pennsylvania for last because I have some I have some findings I want to share. 
Okay, so the latest I've seen, and I think this is still accurate, is that if you do not count these states that are in question, Biden is sitting at 226 electoral college votes and Trump is at 232. And that is excluding Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, and Arizona, which are still all in play. Georgia, there has been a uh, recount, an audit, and a recanvas called. And so we should be able to uncover a lot of the voter fraud and uh, in that. So we've got to wait for that to play out. In, uh, I'll leave Pennsylvania last. Michigan, there's a, it's just another big mess. Uh, the Trump campaign released the full lawsuit and the 234 pages of affidavits. And I scammed, skimmed through all, the, all of the affidavits. And the first, just from my, my overall uh, view of, of it, was just how overwhelming it was. The number, the sheer number of people who came forward to talk about what they witnessed personally, firsthand. Let me, let me just interject real quick. What we're looking at is not just voter fraud, but election fraud. So there's multiple things going on. And they are, it's like this five prong approach, right? They're coming at them, Team Trump, right, is coming at it from all angles, because we've got the ground game, we've got them uh, using people's names who have moved, dead people, people who changed their names, and people going into um, you know, use those names in, in other states or find out if they didn't vote and then going in and using their names and voting. So we've got this ground game going on and there's a lot of people behind this ground game. And then we've got the, the out and out just voter harvesting and, and um, ballot destruction, just throwing them out. We've got them paying, paying people like over in Minnesota. I really wish they would, they would go after Omar because mm, I, I just... We need her out. And then, uh, in fact, I think they should actually refocus on Minnesota because the swing, oh my God, the swing in these votes. I'm telling you, he, he just on my assessment here, I really, on, on Pennsylvania, I feel like they swiped close to 30% of his votes and flipped him over to Biden. I mean, it's, it's astounding. So, and then of course we've got the hammer, the scorecard, Dominion, the software programs and the glitches and everything going on there where they are literally going in and flipping the, the votes from Biden over to Trump. And I got a couple I can point out in uh, Pennsylvania, but I know you Edge tweeted out, um, you clipped the video, a few videos from Dr. Shiva who broke down like the sort of the studied the algorithms and the patterns and showed the graphs of, of when they did this and how they sort of how they did this and yeah. where they would literally move like 20,000 votes from Biden. And, and several people have gotten that on video. I mean, I remember the night of the elections, I'm sitting there, I went over to my parents and we're watching and all of a sudden Virginia was, um, Trump was at a certain percentage of Virginia. And then all of a sudden it like flipped and I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell just happened? But of course, I didn't, I didn't get it on video. But some people have gotten some pretty, pretty good videos showing the, 
showing the flips, some significant flips. Yes, yes. And that presentation by Dr. Shiva and his team was so overwhelming with um, just information and so clear cut. You, when you see it, you're like, wow, because- yeah what they discovered is, and they didn't just drill down into the districts, they drilled down into the precincts. And what they found was that there was this same trend in every single district. If the precincts were more Republican, the more Republican the precincts were, the, the lower the likelihood that they would vote for Trump, which makes no sense whatsoever. And when you chart it out on a graph, you can see it makes this perfect straight line until it gets starts getting into the Republican precincts. And then it starts going in this perfect line diagonally down. And right. so it looks way too perfect. And this is over not just um, people on that voted on the day of, but people that did mail-in voting, not just in you know one district, but in multiple uh, counties. And, and so basically uh, you could see that it looks like an algorithm because it's so perfectly uh, consistent across right. the board in, when you, in these different counties. And the, that's the hallmarks of this quote unquote glitch that we we keep seeing and that keeps being uncovered so right and it's happening in um you know people are going to think well he just you know in his blue in the blue counties they picked up extras but they're actually they're stuffing this they're doing these flips in the red counties too they're snagging them from wherever they can and it's going to be less obvious if they try to shift them from some of the red ones so what was interesting for me when I watched that is I had already discovered that pattern working some numbers a different way, which, which I'll go over when we get to Pennsylvania. So, I mean, this is across the board. I personally feel like the entire country needs to be audited at this point. It's, it's that bad. Exactly. I mean, we know these Dominion machines were used in many states, 30 states throughout the country. Uh, all of the key states that we're battling right now that are up and up for grabs right now. So I agree with you that there just needs to be a full audit on, on all of them to, to really get to the bottom of this and discover how bad this systemic uh, glitch quote unquote is because it seems as though uh, it's not a glitch at all. And that go ahead. (laughs) And another thing is, People need to check. They need to check their own names. They need to fall. If they move to another state, if they change their name, um, uh, check their votes. Make sure their votes were counted when they did go and vote and check to see if their name was used elsewhere. I mean, I was finding, uh, I was cross-referencing 18 counties out of, I started with 24 and I narrowed it down to 18 out of Pennsylvania. And my God, and, and I know I, I sent uh, Edge Delaware County out of Pennsylvania to scour and said, hey, let me know if you see any anomalies here. Because I'm trying to do all this cross-referencing and I, I needed, you know, eyes just hammering through one specific county at a time. So at any rate, it, like you saw, Edge, there's people that haven't voted since 1992 in these voter rolls. There are people who have date of births that are slash 1800 even or 1900 even. Yeah. And it's funny because in in Michigan um, there was there was this whole deal over oh, what was it 
I can't remember which news source, but they were talking about, they basically were defending Michigan saying, look, this is hogwash. These are conspiracy theories going around. And the reason why these are marked as 1900 is because of people with domestic violence cases don't want, don't want to indicate their actual birthday. Bullshit. Bullshit. You can get their full names, their addresses, their mailing address, if that is different, when they registered. You can get every all this detail about them. So yeah. flipping I, their birthday to no, no. no. And we I've and, seen it in too many counties now. Yes. And then I was reading the Michigan affidavits and there were several witnesses who saw the workers manually entering one one nineteen hundred for date of births to uh, be able to count certain votes, and they also were entering November third, twenty twenty, for date of births. How that works, <laughs> I don't know, but um, so so lots of sneakiness going on, lots lots of devious people, lots of different kinds of ground games on top of the computer stuff going on, but the computer stuff is where the main bulk of these numbers are. All the other stuff was like filler to make sure they had their, their bases covered. And there are a ton of people working on this. I can tell you firsthand, there are a lot of, um, a lot of people, a lot of researchers working on this and getting information to the legal team and whatnot. So there are, there are a, a bunch of independent journalists who are digging into the, the votes. There are a bunch of people who are in it and in, have technical backgrounds, like say, for example, code monkey who has uh, run eight cone. There's a bunch of people on, um, I think it's the Donald uh, was the, the site, but that they were uh, looking into the, uh, how Dominion could have, how this could have happened with Dominion, how it's possible to hack it, how, when the flip happened, when the glitch happened. Right. And so just piecing all of this together is what is going to paint the big picture. Right. And they have some fine attorneys working on this right now. So I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty confident, um, especially since we're already seeing like the case in Pennsylvania is moving, moving quickly through the system. And uh, in Michigan, or, or sorry, in uh, Georgia, they're already working on the, the recount. And what's going on in Arizona? So the update for today in Arizona is that there's actually a legal battle going on over 10,000 votes that were discarded, that were leaning, that would have leaned for Trump uh, due to malfeasance with the voting machines. So they were discarding these, they, they were, basically they were putting these, these, these ballots that were uh, day of ballots in Maricopa County, which tends to lean in Trump's favor. They were forcing them through the machines, even if they had a smudge or a rip or whatever, when they're actually supposed to duplicate them and, and put the duplicated version in the machines. Anyways, about 10,000 yeah, votes were discarded because of the, the, their malfeasance with the procedure of, of processing those votes that would have leaned towards Trump. So they're in a legal battle over those 10,000 votes. And it's a really narrow margin in Arizona. They think it could go either way, 5,000 votes. So those 10,000. It's really not a narrow margin. But then well, the, Mar 
the Maricopa County GOP chair has stepped down from her post after it was publicly revealed she was a no-show at a voting machine test in October. That's wonderful. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. So, yeah, well, Arizona's still in play. And I think that, uh, and the Trump campaign actually feels that we're really, they're really confident they're going to win when, once this legal battle is done. Um, I think that, um, Arizona's probably going to go to a recount, I would imagine. And so we've got legal battles in Pennsylvania and Michigan. We've got recounts in Georgia. I think they've called for a recount in Wisconsin. Uh, I imagine that's going to happen also with Arizona. And Nevada's still waiting to kind of see where we're at on Nevada. But there's a lot of fraud and, and funny business going on there, too. What's insane is you put all of these swing states alongside each other and you look at it, you know, live online where it says AP has called this race or has not called this race. Have you ever in your life seen like 49.1% to 49.8% like where the margin is so tight in every single swing state? It's just, it's unbelievable. Like, Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so should I roll in Pennsylvania? Yeah, let's do it. Should we cover them all? Yeah. Okay, so Pennsylvania. I'm going to be writing this up over the next couple days here. Um, and also, James just published a great article on my site on uh, the world holds its breath over election shenanigans. And he has some really good information in there if anyone's trying to kind of get caught up on what's going on in the status and everything and and so okay so in pennsylvania there's some very interesting things going on when i start comparing the counties first off in looking at 2016 votes for trump versus 2020 i wanted to see the split difference the percentage growth or decrease and we already know he's built way more momentum. His rallies have increased. His numbers and votes are going to increase. And his, and his votes did increase. But when you're feeding a big chunk of those votes over to Biden, that's going to offset the split. So in Trump, for example, he's like plus a quarter of a percent, not even a full percent from 2016, or minus 0.27%, minus half a percent. Um, plus 0.6 percent, just to kind of give you perspective here. Now these are these are in red, and I have 10 blue counties and eight red counties. Then you go to Biden, and it doesn't matter that I'm comparing, you know, HRC to Biden, because right now it's either they want Trump or they don't want Trump. And and what I was trying to get to was I wanted to see the percentages because I knew this was going to be a pattern that points to the crap they're pulling with the computers. So or with the software. So 2016 to 2020 Biden in every freaking county of the, of the 18 I did here, he is up two and a half to three and a half percent. I mean, magically like clockwork consistently two and a half to three and a half percent, including every red County. Not possible. It's not possible. The only one he went negative in of the 18 I reviewed and there's 67 counties in Philadelphia. I wanted to take like a really good sampling was um, Philadelphia negative point, uh, negative 1.4%. But that's nothing because he, uh, 
Philadelphia was an area where Trump's going to get crushed no matter what. So, so that's like a huge swing in that one. It was 81.13% Biden to 18.21% Philadelphia Trump. However, he still grabbed some votes in there. I mean, you know, they got to stuff them where they can. And so they spread them out across the county just to get them over that edge. Now, (coughs) excuse me, two counties that I studied, Allegheny County, Trump got about roughly 6,000 more votes than actual registered Republicans. That doesn't shock me because you've got your walk away people and then you've got people that are, you know, putting other or non-affiliated because they don't want to be, they don't want it known that they're Republican or, you know what I'm saying? So, so that is not, I mean, I expected to see that. I actually expected to see that in, um, in several counties. If he hadn't, if they hadn't swung the votes over to Biden, I think we would have seen that in more counties. Also in Westmoreland, same thing. He garnered about oh, 9,000 roughly more votes than were registered Republicans. Now, on the flip side of that, you look at Biden. There's, I'm sorry, but there's just no way you have thousands of Republicans flipping to be Democrat. And I don't see people in the non-affiliated, you know, voting for uh, Biden instead of Trump. I just, I just don't see it. I mean, maybe some, but in Chester County, uh, for example, we're talking, let's see, 777, we're talking like over, over 20,000 votes above registered Democrats. Tell me how that happens. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. And in Montgomery County, he had uh, between eleven and 12,000 more votes than registered Democrats. So, so you can see uh, the fix. And the funny thing about that is in those two counties, those are two of the higher percentage increases when you, when you look at 2016 to 2020. So in Chester County, that gave him a plus 5.16%. That is huge jump. And in Montgomery, 3.6%. So there's, there's another thing is, is the spread. You look at the spread from the total vote count of uh, counties where Biden won or Biden lost and where Trump won. I mean, the spread, you know, is like high 20s, low 30s, some, in some cases, 40%, like huge crushing. And then in the blue counties, Biden's up like eh, 8%, 7%. Now, there are a few where they're bigger, like in Delaware, um, he was up 26%. But, but you, you put all this side by side and you start to see these patterns. And I have like a really big bombshell I'm going to save for the article that um, I discovered along the way here. And the other thing, Edge, is, you know, you, like I asked you if you wouldn't mind digging into the Delaware County while I was doing this. And, and I know you were looking for dead people. Ed and I were also scrolling for dead people in Michigan. And we actually did find, um, I think each of us found two each. So we found four people that had, had died in uh, either late September through middle of October. But it was, it was interesting because on that particular list, it was showing voted, but then it said 
uh, ballot not received. So that was kind of weird. But in this case, um, there is actually one that did vote in, uh, out of Bucks County that we found. And then in, um, so in Delaware, you want to explain this anomaly that, that we kept seeing in all these counties as far as the, uh, the other votes column, because I think this plays a big role in, in some of their games. Yeah, the other votes column, and I think this is what you were alluding to, is how Biden managed to pull away so many votes that were above and beyond people that were registered Democrats, because that just seemed disproportionately odd to me. Right. Uh, the percentage of non-affiliated voters or other voters, and then also, and I'm not looking at the graph, do you have it in front of you? Because I know I put it together a, a, like a little... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I'm not looking at that off the top of my head, but wasn't the uh, wasn't the, the weren't the numbers like way off on yeah, the so number? It, the Pennsylvania website is listing the number of voters and the other category totally differently from the spreadsheet that we received. Right. So they're showing roughly. I'm just going to round off twenty one thousand, which is still pretty high in my opinion, and you're showing um, nearly forty five thousand. On yeah. the so so just so people know this voter um, registration list comes right from Pennsylvania, and uh, I was I was going through this the other night with Tracy Beans and she's the one who actually purchased the list and then got it over to me so we could dig through this, and so she was looking at the spreads you know the overall spreads on the wins and losses with biden while i was gathering cross-referencing all these counties to find patterns and inconsistencies and so at any rate this this voter registration list is allegedly current it says on their site they update it weekly so this was purchased on 11 7 that's four days after the election so we should have pretty you know pretty solid numbers there and so for them to show on, on our list of 67 <laughs> separate spreadsheets because of all the counties, this was a lot of work, 45,000 active, because they, have, they actually list active and inactive on this, 45,000 active and their website is only showing 21,000. That, that right there, especially because one of the things I forgot to mention is in the Pennsylvania lawsuit, and I had tweeted this out a couple days ago, uh, they state that in Montgomery County, there were pollsters that reported that a, uh, one of the election judges there, or judge of elections, I'm not sure how that title reads, but was talking with a group of non-registered voters and they overheard them saying, uh, you know what, you guys need to just, just leave and then come back later and pick a name out of the poll book. So I'm going, huh, is that how this happened in Montgomery County? Are they just picking names out of the other column? And were these were names put registered into this other column that were perhaps duplicate names, maiden names, people who moved, or uh, people with the birthday 1900 or 1800, so they knew, like, which names they should pick from. You know what I mean? Yeah. In fact, in the Michigan uh, affidavits, there were testimonies of people uh, reusing the same name for separate votes. So using the same name multiple times for, for votes in, in as well as using those January 1st, 1900 birth dates. 
in and order not, to count votes. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but here's, here's a real obvious one for people. So I start looking at the counties and I'm looking at the registered voters and I'm looking at the population and I'm going, <laughs> just wait a damn minute here. This isn't even possible. So one of the things they've been doing for, for years is padding these voter rolls. They intentionally don't clean them up because that, that allows them the room to commit the frauds they need to commit. So another thing they do is they give the illusion that, oh, the percentage of voters, let's say, let's take Pennsylvania, is 17.9%, which is pretty high. Of the population in Pennsylvania, 70.9% are registered to vote. Well, guess what? You look up, start going into the census and looking up people under the age of 18, and you look up actual eligible voters to get a true percentage. And they don't want you to know the true percentage because that's when you realize uh, this is screwed up. Like in Michigan, they're at 103%. It's not even humanly possible. So Pennsylvania is actually at 89.3%. You tell me you know of that many adults in a, in a state that are registered to vote. Then you start breaking down the counties. And like, I didn't do all of them, but I, I selected about six or seven. And you look at uh, like Montgomery County, where this, where this scam was pulled, 93.38% of the eligible voters population are registered to vote. I don't think so. In Bucks County, you got 97.35%. I mean, I know tons of people who didn't even register to vote until 2016 or until this, this year. So, so that right there, and this is across the board. I mean, yeah. this is in, you know, Georgia's at, sits at 88.18%, North Carolina, 88.82%. It's insane. It this is. is how bad our voter rolls need to be cleaned Oh, they're up. bad. When I was just looking at Delaware County's um, registrations, it was like there were 10 people with the same birth date of January 1st, 1900. There were uh, 12 people who were all born uh, 1905 or earlier. Uh, there was, and one of those people voted on November 3rd. Uh, so yeah, the voter rolls are a mess. A I mess. actually have a funny though. When I was looking through the Michigan ones, trying to cross-reference obituaries, I... Um, <laughs> I came across this one who was celebrating her 104th birthday and it was at this nursing home in Michigan. And I find the article and I start reading it and I'm like, wait a minute. I recognize another name in there. And I look back at my spreadsheet. This person's a hundred. That one nursing home was celebrating birthdays of five people that were between the ages of hundred and 104. So I'm like, wow, I guess Michigan's the state to grow old, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, look, there are some people obviously that live to be that old, but we also know they've already found tons of dead people. In fact, was it 10,000? I don't remember the exact count. Um, I, 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 I don't have that in front of me, but I want to say in one of the states, they had tracked down 10,000 that were um, dead people on the voter rolls, and I don't know how many of them had allegedly voted. So it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, we got software 
glitches. We've got dead people voting. We've got ballot harvesting happening of 25,000 votes where people in nursing homes in Pennsylvania all ordered ballots at the exact same time. And it's a mess. The state's a mess in Pennsylvania, but Michigan's just as bad. So I feel like through the discovery process, we are going to uncover a lot of this. Uh, Ten attorneys general have joined a Supreme Court case to fight the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruling to allow ballots to arrive after election day, even without dates on them to be counted. So there's just a lot of legal battles, I think. And um, through the discovery process in those legal battles, we'll get to the bottom of a lot of this. And I think that they are using a lot of this this information that people like yourselves and um, others have been compiling and sending to uh, you know, people in the Trump campaign, people who are representing them like Giuliani and, and Sidney Powell. Uh, I hope they do use this information and uh, use it to to expose this in the court process, the legal Probably. process. Basically, they shouldn't need you guys, right? I'm, I'm just voicing my anger here because I'm pissed off for a whole lot of things. <laughs> um, they shouldn't need you guys to do their work for them. And it's just like my last tweet that I sent out, right? They shouldn't have James O'Keefe and Tom Fenton doing all their work for them. It's bullshit. Right. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But here's one thing that I've recognized along the way. A lot of people are under the impression there's this huge army of people behind Trump, and they're not realizing that a lot of people in there and a lot of people close to him, a lot of people alleging to be on his side are not so there are groups of very loyal people that i think he trusts and um while while trying to switch over and drain the swamp and get things to a better place i think we're it's going to be this bumpy road i mean i agree I, i would love to not spend a week with you know no food no showers and no sleep and not have to do this work but uh, I'm not going to complain about doing it because it needs to be done and we need to get this, this, our, our whole system, God, everything just needs to be cleaned up. And it feels like a constant, a constant exhausting <laughs> upward battle, but I, I feel like we're making some good headway. I've been to third world countries that have better voting systems than you. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a mess, but it's by design. This is where we're talking about a a machine here that they've been running for a very long time, a scam. Mm. And we're trying to uncover it and and buck the system. And the system, if you want to look at, say, for example, these Dominion machines who that have been used not just in America, but around the world, um, you know, then you have to call into question and say, look, how big is this mess? How big is it? We're not just talking about this 2020 election. We're talking about free and fair elections around the world is at stake here. We need to get to the bottom of it. It's worth fighting. And the reason why we're up against so many people, the media, the, the Democrat Party, the deep state, all of them, because they're all in on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially, you know, these these world leaders who have benefited from uh, these unfair elections that have been weighted, whether it's through fraud, from all these ways that we're uncovering, or whether it's through these, you know, 
hacking these these machines that are e- we've proven have been easily easy to manipulate. So there's it's a, it's hard to to buck this system because it's so massive and embedded. Right. And you know there was one other thing that happened this week. I just it's making it's making my eyebrows raise. I'm curious to see what you guys think on this. Um so the second highest ranking official at USAID was fired. And, and, and the reason I find this interesting is, now, of course, this is coming from a CNN report, so who knows how this was twisted a little bit here. But the bottom line is she, she was the second highest ranking. Now, I remember when, I want to say it was green. Was it green? I'm going to have to scroll through here. Um, John Barsa had taken over as the acting administrator of the agency. And he had um, 210 days until, you know, Trump could find a permanent replacement. And I remember that because I had, it it kind of rolled into one of my reports I was working on, I think to do with COVID and vaccines and whatnot. And the former head had moved on, if I'm remembering correctly, to the McCain Institute, unless I'm getting this mixed up with BARDA, which I could be. (laughs) A lot of details in my head. But my point is, so at any point, he had 210 days to, Trump moved him in as acting administrator, and he could have, um, you know, brought someone in permanently, but didn't. So on the day the 210 days were up, he fires Bonnie Glick, who was second in command there. And so I find it interesting because she, she technically would have moved into that position. So there's a reason he didn't want that to happen. And so now the seat for, you know, the, the administrator of the agency is sitting vacant. And then he moved Barca down to take over Bonnie Glick's position so there's some sort of interesting shakeup going on with USAID. So I'm going to keep my eyes on that. Interesting. That's good to know because USAID, I know that you've done a lot of extensive research into USAID, but also when I think of USAID, it really always automatically sends my mind thinking into, you know, the whole scam that they were running in Ukraine with uh, filtering money. Um, USAID was tied to that with Soros and this whole giant, it was like a money laundering scheme where they were Mm -hmm. siphoning taxpayer dollars and USA it's connected to that. So they've been uh, tied to a lot of those. I've been saying they need to get rid of USA altogether. Yeah. Um, So interrupt here, something completely off topic. Twitter also took down ice government, uh, Twitter account. Took down ice dot the ice government account. Yeah. Are you serious? What? Wait, uh, ICE. Okay, I'm pulling up. ICE got. Oh my! It says this account doesn't exist. What the heck? Wow. Was it? Was there? Mm, I mean, that had a blue check. I'm trying to remember if there was more than just one. Because you know how sometimes they'll have like different divisions of it, so they'll have like three Twitter accounts, but. I'm not finding another one. Is there another one for them? IceGov. There's, oh no, those don't even have blue check marks. Yeah. This account does not exist. Wow. What is going on? 
Unbelievable. The tech tyrants have gone too far. We have got to end them. We have got to break up this monopoly. It is subverting our system of freedom and fairness. They just took down, uh, I mean, it's back up now, but look at what they did when they took down um, People's Pundit and they took down... They took down his account, his wife's account. Uh, it was like, it was a huge attack on, on him. And then they, and then they brought him back up the same day, but it's just, it's just unbelievable. And then yesterday, wasn't it yesterday? YouTube went down worldwide for over an hour. So what was going on there? I know. I noticed that. Interesting. Uh-huh. That Iceland's a big one. You guys should tweet it, because I can't. Bastards. <laughs> I will. I will get on that. Mm. I will get on that. I'll tweet it. I'll tweet it right now. All right, guys. <laughs> Anything else we wanted to share today? Right, sorry, I was quiet. I'm behind the scenes, just trying to get this thing up and running. I'm on Discord talking to everybody. Just trying to. Sort shit out. <laughs> we gotta sort some stuff out because speaker got <laughs> booted from Twitter. Those a holes. Uh, well, well, watch out for uh, in the next several days. Here, I'm gonna be crank pulling all my data together and writing some of this up. Okay, what are you guys working on? We're gonna do a recording on banana republics and what does it mean to be a banana republic so that's going to be an interesting conversation we're going to dive into the past and bring it all the way to today so yeah look out for that on youtube (laughs) under hive mind if we're still there (laughs) right (laughs) oh man all right what a week all right well thanks for joining us here on dig it with speaker myself the sharp edge and Corey len of Corey stiggs please be sure to share this podcast we are on google play iHeartRadio, soundcloud spotify stitcher tune in and youtube we'll see you back next time right here on dig it <laughs>